0: Hello, hello. It's Madonna Day in the Twin Cities, Lori. Madonna. Uh, Julia, Lady Exercise did a Madonna video. I'm
1: kind of Madonna. I've got a Madonna ribbon in my hair or some kind of a 1984 look going on. And I understand that you have joined me oh, in the even ranks talk. of struggling
0: no, I can't to even get talk. your ticket through the app. No, I can't even talk. Um, <laughs> I was trying to be, okay, so I this is probably something going on everywhere. If anyone has people over a certain age who aren't, like, really using apps all the time for tickets and ordering food and DoorDash and all that stuff, a.k.a. you and me, Lori. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mm-hmm. I tried to be so calm. I didn't bug Jess in promotions. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'll re- get out, get in, get out, get in, get out, get in. And then that didn't go well, and then now I've had Q over, and finally he just, he said, you obviously have so many multiple different accounts that um, there's no way I can even figure it out anymore. So I'm I'm kind of at my wits' end, but I am going to, it's all going to work out. So everyone else who's struggling out there, go slow. Check all your things.
1: Here was the one thing I found with that, my last ticket for whatever show it was, I had downloaded – it's confusing because at Excel, there's Excel, then they got the NHL app, and then the Ticketmaster. But I had the Minnesota Wild reward app, and I kept trying to get my ticket through that. So that was All really-
0: the Minnesota Wild games you go to, which are doing – they're doing well again, I think.
2: They are playing better, yes. Oh,
0: my God, Lori, it's, it's just crazy, and I can't even talk loud about it, and I can't, don't even want to talk on the air about it because if anyone else – we hear you. But there are tickets available. Yeah.
1: It's a what big are yours?
0: I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess there would be
1: resale tickets and maybe nosebleed. No, there's some good ones still available, Lori. There are. Yes. Okay, well, it's a holiday, and I am burning up to know who gets into the groove and gets to judge the Vogue contest, who will be that girl, lucky star, who gets to enjoy the music and
0: express themselves on stage. Eight songs. I dropped eight songs in there. If anybody, I'm impressed with that, Lori. I'm they impressed. Know. If anybody Love has a any ideas, please let us know. 651-641-1071. I mean, I've kind of tapped into my St. Paul Hotel connections. Where is Madonna staying? I haven't heard of a sighting yet. Um, okay. I saw on Jason's show, he had a reporter out, very funny reporter, saying he'd wear a boy toy belt looking for Madonna. It was very funny. Um, um,
1: I talked to Jason this morning. Oh, what did he
0: say? I, well, I wanted to know if he was going up on stage. And he said he hadn't been
1: notified yet. <laughs> not yet. And I said, don't <laughs> you know who you are? Oh, gosh, that would be but perfect. It would. But I think, I think if she's in town, it would be... Uh, a good, I'd put my money on Bibi Zahara Benet, the first okay. winner of RuPaul's Drag yes. Race, who's yes. from here. She's had a documentary, um, and, you know, so I I just don't know who else. And I thought about Leslie Fima, but I don't think Madonna wants to associate with Golden Bachelor anything. Well, she's too young.
0: Yeah. Yeah, in her mind. You know what I mean? I don't mean that as a diss too. at all. I get I, I don't mean it. A, I get it. A diss she's, at all. She, it's not a diss, but yeah. Madonna doesn't see herself in any
1: kind of golden age. She's not going to play around with that.
0: No. All right. So doors, even though Leslie would be excellent. She would be doors open at 730 tonight at the X. The showtime is 830. There are tickets available if you want to look online.
1: Yeah. And um we just know from, she doesn't come on stage at
0: 830. 945 is what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of what people are thinking Um, and bags, purses, backpacks. None of that's a lot. Remember a little wristlet or a wallet sized thing. You know, you have enough for a lipstick, some credit cards, your driver's license, some money. And get some good pictures of some of the Madonna. I don't, I don't even know if my phone will work, Lori, because basically I had to download so much offload crap (laughs) to even be able to, you know, it's not my, I don't have a lot of time, but, um, I'm excited, and I just want to remind people that Madonna did partner with um, Twin Cities Pride for tonight with the Rainbow Wardrobe Initiative. Mm -hmm. So if you have any personal items like toothbrushes, deodorant, feminine care items, these are among the biggest needs for the youth in risk. And you can make donations tonight. There's going to be um, QR codes around. There's going to be um, baskets to throw in things tonight tonight. Um, for the LGB community. So good for her for doing that. But remember the wrist slip thing. Yes. You don't want to bring anything too big because me, are,
1: you gonna, are you prepared to um, have you know, a lot of people stop you? Because this is our crowd.
0: Well, this is, these are as people, I'm sitting hair. with our social media director, Q, saying now me and all the 90 year olds are probably asking their children sure, and grandchildren yeah, how are, to help them log in and get their tickets. Stop being so. Ageist. Oh, I'm just being silly. I'm being silly. Lori. No, I'm excited. I feel so much better today. At least I slept less. Oh, in, so I'm really excited. Um, I think it's going to be a blast. We're playing oh, a little of the music. So I know. I want to be there in the worst way. I gave up
1: such good tickets
0: i know you did i would
1: have popped up to the suite yeah because that's where
0: you are well that's and let me just tell you who we're gonna be with Uh, shout out to sue to lucy to christina to stacy to judy to Beth, and christine these are all people that bought made a donation for bids for kids two years ago almost and um because it was canceled they're all coming back and gonna see this and our next bit, you know, Bits for Kids is coming up again in April. So who knows what they'll do. But um, I'm excited. We're going to have, oh. I'm really excited. We're going to um, kind of a fun restaurant ahead of time, not the one that you wanted me to go to, a different one that's closer. And yeah. um, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think she's going to bring it. I mean, it's Madonna. Oh. I just was having I mean, flashbacks. Give us a little flashback of a Madonna for uh, you. Me? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess my biggest
1: flashback is her very first album when that came out in 1983. I had my first apartment, my friend Paula, and we danced to that album in at home in the clubs. We knew every word. We were obsessed with her. We got, you know, our mesh gloves and rubber bracelets, and we we just absolutely every song, and... I always, you know, Madonna has 38 top 10 hits. She—that's unbelievable. So, she has so many songs. Right. And remember, yeah, 38, and she's the only artist to put out a best of the Immaculate Conception album five years after her first album. Is, she had that many songs.
0: And I, I isn't that <laughs> crazy? I didn't know she had 38. Um, top 10 hits. I, I'm really, 30. I think people are really excited. And Bob the Drag Queen is the special guest kind of warming up at 7.30. Um, I, excuse me, starts at 8.30. I I just think people, I know people are excited around the Twin cool. Cities about it. I think it's going to be a really fun night. For
1: sure. And I, my brother, I talked to him and he's seen her Saturday night in okay. Seattle. She's okay. at one of the stadiums sure. there. But he saw her in Milan and he said, it is... Like, it's such an exciting vibe in the crowd. He said, but people will cry when she sings Live to Tell and the montage of all the people that have been lost to AIDS. Yeah. Uh, it, on the screen, he said, it's it's joyful and, and there will be tears. And he said some of his tears, was he was just so grateful, you know, that she's doing so great and has a kick-ass show. Love and, it. And keeping up with you know all yeah. her young answers and he just said it's really something so he's excited and i will see her
0: in phoenix yes in you Washington. will you will yeah. see her next month or something so I thank god I she's absolutely. been asking about you all day yes, well, do is it laureen well. coming what am i going to do Lori isn't the other part isn't there what's happening here <laughs> well lady exercise you know i did some, i couldn't you know, download she, it because again i have no memory so this is the other problem that's happening with my phone today
1: well, you could go to Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, yeah, if but it I, works. I showed some moves that I'm teaching Madonna to keep up her arms.
0: Strength. Oh, nice. All right. I like yeah. it. So your bands are there with you. Oh yeah, my bands. <laughs> I've gotten them out exactly
1: once. Lady exercise goes slowly out of fitness. I show. love
0: it. I love it. I love it. Now, just want a reminder on today's show, we have... We're giving away another pair of tickets to Beautiful, the Carol King musical, at the and Dinner Theater. That starts March first. Doing that later in our show, we'll play a little trivia. We have two great guests with us today. We've got we've got travel facts. We've got everything, and and we've got you, Lori. Right. We've got you. I wish people could see a picture of you with your cute little whatever that is on top of your head. It's, kind it's of, a cute bow. A yes, I have a cute. bow, too. It's in the other room. I mean, I was scrambling this oh. morning thinking, I got to find some things to be Madonna.
2: Your leather jacket yes, is killing You got
0: to get out the jewelry. Well, I, Lori, I, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yes. But yes, yes, yes. And happy Fat Tuesday, people. Ayo. Big parties Ayo. are going on in New Orleans tonight. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it is our story we can't get enough of. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. Now, Ann, we've heard that January
1: has one of the highest rates for divorce filings than any other month of the year, and I'm wondering, is this because of the holidays? Because of the new year starting? What's the deal?
3: I think it really is affected by the holidays. I think a lot of people who are at a difficult point in their life try to maintain status quo for the sake of the children and the family during the holidays. They get through it. And they kind of say, "This is kind of my last straw. I need to move on." And again, you have your New Year's resolutions, and it's the idea that now I can make those changes I need to and make a fresh start in my life.
0: And if some of our people listening are thinking about divorce, what should their next steps be?
3: Well, I really encourage people to start educating themselves. Start really gathering information and knowledge of their financial circumstances. A lot of people rely on the spouse to take care of it. Start educating yourself on that to be prepared. It'll also be more cost effective during the divorce proceeding. Call
1: Tressler Law for your free one-hour divorce consultation. Find them online at TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce.
3: Pretty sure that's J Lo and P. S. The person behind all of this
2: is Chris
4: Jenner.
3: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday, so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
0: Well, last night, um, Jimmy Kimmel was back on the airwaves and Katy Perry was on with him um America America called ABC Network who carries American Idol, has been pumping it up because I think it comes back next Sunday night, American Idol. So mm-hmm. Luke, um, whatever his name is. Luke Bryan, Yeah, he was on with them yesterday morning. I know that um, Katy Perry's going to be on with them. And what they're doing different this year is the hometown visits are specifically going to be to the judges' hometown. Oh, that's cool. So they were kind of really excited about that. And then you go back and see where they went to high school, where they sang, where they performed, where all that kind of happened. And then Katy Perry had some big news, I thought, didn't you think, on Jimmy Kimmel, Lori?
1: Well, for, she posted it on Instagram before she went on Kimmel. She, she posted a great out picture of what she's wearing on Kimmel. And she said, find out tonight, two truths and a lie. I beat Usher at Monopoly Deal I'm headlining Rock in Rio this September. This is my last season on American Idol, Mm -hmm. and that's what I believe
0: she answered. I think you're right, honey. I think you're right. I can hear it. Yeah, just a little bit louder. Just more in the microphone. Do you think
2: you will do this uh, American Idol? This show is this as long as it goes? Will you go with it?
3: Well, you know, actually, this fall in September, I'm going to be doing this huge music festival in Brazil called Rock in Rio.
2: Okay, yeah, I've heard um, of
3: yeah. It's really exciting, and so...
2: You guys haven't been to it. Stop.
3: <laughs> it's a big deal. It's a big deal for people all over the world, especially for my Brazilian fans, but um, I think this probably will be my last season for Idol.
2: What did uh, Luke and Lionel say about this?
3: Well, they'll find out tonight. <laughs>
2: Do they really not know?
3: Well, they know that I have some things planned for this. Uh,
2: they do this year. Wow! Yeah. Wow! So. How
3: about that?
2: Will there be a, a, like, is it like King Charles? Do you have a succession plan? Or will there be a coronation where you name someone else, you put the crown on their head?
3: Um, let's just say I'm creating space for my new wingspan.
2: Okay. All right. Wow. Well, I, they will miss you on that show. I'm sure. I love them so much, and so much you didn't tell them. You told me before. Oh, I guess that means you love me more than you love me. I love you, Jimmy. Oh, thank you. Well, that's Um, very sweet. No, they—they
3: know, they know, they know. (laughs) They figure I've been in the studio for a while.
2: Oh, so you feel like you don't want to overshadow them or what?
3: (laughs) No, I love the show so much, but I want to go and see the world and maybe bring new music.
2: Yeah, go see the world and make some new
0: music.
3: That's it. New album
0: my new wingspan of course it's a new album right right um well this is good news for all the katie cats
1: out there and she does have great music and she she has been out of it for a long time seven years is a long time on american idol and i feel like
0: that show is so stale at times yes at times yes Yes. So I think it's time. The other thing, the the thing. Remember when she first signed on? I think her first year, Lori was like twenty seventeen or something. She got paid twenty five million dollars. We're like, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. Times seven.
2: I like that they're bringing this year Jelly Roll Mm -hmm. as the as the mentor, one of the mentors, and I believe Tori Kelly is another one, and she made it to like. The Hollywood uh, week on in season seven or something of American, yeah. so they they've got some. I think they got some good guests, but you're right. It, it does. It has its ebb and flows with excitement with that one. I still yeah, and, watch it, but
1: I need a new judge yeah. and and I like that she was on with Kimmel because he also posted yesterday or maybe oh. just this morning <laughs> the first Oscar teaser trailer for the show. Yeah, and it's Jimmy with um, weird Barbie played by Kate McKinnon. Trying to find Oscar Land. It, Grant posted it. It's so clever. It's so cute. Um, Ryan Gosling as Ken pops up. <laughs> uh, I wish they could have gotten Alan Michael Sarah, but he yes, is, you know he because that was a funny little character in Barbie.
0: But America Ferrera is in it. It's really quite good it's like a four minute clip i know it i know it well that's coming up around the corner now okay so tomorrow besides being valentine's day today is the day after madonna okay but today (laughs) is galentine's day oh yeah so perfect for madonna but so this is me now the movie the movie extravaganza the experience that we have never had before from j-lo is coming out tomorrow and it's come out Lori, that Ben was really oh. the one who encouraged her to continue and, and keep up, do more music. She was inspired by him. She said. Hollywood speak that.
1: Yeah, we, we do not have enough time to talk about this Variety interview that J-Lo gave. Why? The fact that she financed this $20 million. Movie, $20 million. J-Lo here's paid. The, here's the bad news for J-Lo. We have a free, amazing Wonderful, real-time romance that's, that's right. happening with two people on top of the world, TNT.
0: <laughs> Nobody cares about her journey from Ben to Ben. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm shocked she put in $20 million yeah. of her own money. This is why she took that Dubai gig when she got paid $5 million. Right, mm.
1: right. I hope she and Ben can make it through the scrutiny of this because when I heard Jane Fonda is on the Zodiac love tribunal that's in this movie and she shared all of his love letters with the writing crew I mean this is so not him and um, he probably helped her edit her movie but really this is her cloud atlas and it's just it's going to be hard to compete with the real life thing of what's going on with TNT
0: that is so much fun and it's just endlessly giving us so much i know but i i do think okay so this comes out tomorrow on amazon prime so it's free for people who have prime yeah um are you gonna watch it right away it's 65 minutes
1: That's short Uh, exactly julia (laughs) you'll get around to it just so we could talk about it but i mean to me it's just i can see why everyone tried to talk her out of it yes i mean it I don't know. I just don't think the interest is there.
0: Well, that's kind of... her journey from Ben to Ben. <laughs> yeah. I. You know what? I'm going to try to watch it, though. Not. No, I've got Madonna tonight, but yeah. this is tomorrow, but but we'll see. But it has so many great people on it. I don't know. I agree. I agree 100%, but I just couldn't... When I read, she financed $20 million. But that's she what you do financing. when you have money. She, she has had the money.
1: financing, and they backed out when they saw what the outline of the movie was (laughs) they dropped the money dropped out she had it financed
0: what was that really good show you used to watch around with ray leota on nbc
1: oh something blue something blue something blue
0: blue or silence of blue blue silence something Something. she was very good in that loved it very good (laughs) all right we're gonna Uh, we're gonna take a quick break this is laurie and julia my
2: Shades of Blue. Shades of Blue. That was it. It was
0: very good. Yes. Three
2: seasons. There we go. It was good. Yes. All
0: All right. (laughs) We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Lori and Julia
1: here for the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. The clock is ticking. Jersey Boys only has two more weeks up on the main stage. Phenomenal show. One of our absolute favorites. It must see. But there's also a new show that you're going to want to make room for, and that's beautiful. The Carol King musical on the main stage starting March 1st. And it is Carol King's story uh, basically co writing and writing the songs that are the soundtrack to her life. She's 15, goes out to New York City, meets a guy, starts writing music. All the stars of the 60s start recording it, having number one hits. It's a show that plays out like Jersey Boys in. That it's a great book
0: and great music. It's a big Broadway musical. It is beautiful. The Carol Queen Musical at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. Go to com for tickets. Chanhassen Dinner Theater is always entertaining you. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Galantine's Madonna Tuesday in the Twin Cities. We are delighted to be joined right now by Sarah Tomlinson. Her first debut novel, under her own name, is The Last Days of the Midnight Ramblers. Welcome to the Lori and Julia Book Club, Sarah. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Today is my
4: pub day. So this is like the height of excitement for me. This is
0: a big, big day. And when we read, like, um, do you want to read Daisy Jones and the Six Meets Almost Famous? And we're like, yes, yes. Yes. Yes, amazing! I know. Well, I am glad to be here. Absolutely. Why don't you give everybody the setup for? I'm just going to call it the Midnight Ramblers for short, right now.
4: Let's do that. All right. Um. So I'm I'm a professional ghostwriter and a former music journalist, and so I wrote a character named Mari Hawthorne, and she also was a music journalist turned ghostwriter, and she's trying to get her first bestseller which when you're a ghostwriter even if you've done a few books and you're pretty good at your job you got to get someone to take a chance on you to hire you for that first book that's going to be a bestseller so that's where she's at he ends up getting hired by this mysterious beautiful woman named Anka who was the companion of several members of a band called the Midnight Ramblers who are kind of like the Rolling Stones just like a yes. great big classic rock band, and Anka was married to one of the founding members of the band when he died in a swimming pool um, under suspicious circumstances. And so Mari is very intrigued by Anka, and then as she's working on the book and getting drawn into the world, she's starting to wonder what really happened to Anka's husband, and so she ends up investigating the mystery of his death. It's, oh, it's so
0: good. So good. Yay! It's so good.
4: It's
1: so suspenseful. I... When we were reading the book, I really felt like I visualized Anka. Maybe I had a little bit of Marianne Faithful and Lauren Hutton kind of mixed together. But I was like, this book
4: is dreamy. It's everything. Oh, amazing. I love that you got that because it's so true. I've always been a huge fan of Marianne Faithful. And then Anita Pallenberg, you know, who was Keith Richards' longtime companion. And there was another sort of lesser known um girlfriend of Keith in the seventies named Ushi Obermeyer, who's just this fabulous German model who um, came to live in California and become a jewelry designer as one does, you know, at the end of your amazing, illustrious jet setting uh career. And um I really wanted to spotlight some of these women who I think were so important, not just in supporting the men that they were involved with, but in helping to set the tone of that time, the fashion, um, the attitude. And I feel like There just hadn't been enough attention on them. Uh,
1: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it's just, and you can tell, you know, having been a music critic and that you've been a ghostwriter, like that personal experience gives the book that much more sweetness and even mystery on how you're going about uncovering something that happened 50 years ago.
0: I mean... Oh, sorry. Sorry, Sarah. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say I'm just thinking of the very first scene where Mari's sitting in the polo lounge. I'm um, getting ready to interview um, Anka, rhymes with Bianca, um, about yeah. <laughs> being her ghostwriter. And it reminded me almost of America Ferreira's speech in Barbie. Now, I want to know you, but I can't know you too much. I have to respect you, but you have to respect me. I can't act like I like you too much or know too much about the band or know too much about you because you have to still trust me. I'm going to be your friend, but I can't be too good a friend. I mean, the way that just went, I just felt like I was wrapped inside of that dialogue because it's such a fine line you must walk as a
4: ghostwriter. I absolutely do. And um, it's interesting because I give a lot of credit to my longtime literary agent and friend, Kirby Kim. He was the person who came up with the idea that I should write a mystery about a ghostwriter. And he has this philosophy about books, which I think is so wise, which is that readers. Love to learn about a whole new world. And because ghostwriting is something that most people find fascinating but don't know about, I mean, some people don't even know it's a job until they hear of it, right? He was like, just really draw people in. And so that's how we came up with the idea of having Mari be – so self-aware. And um, originally the book was titled How to Be a Ghost. And and, and also that was <laughs> right. sort of a play on the fact that as a ghostwriter, I've written a number of how-to books with people, you know, that's sort of yes. like a way that self-help books yep. are framed sometimes. And so Mari is really thinking about, you know, how do I do this job? How do I do it well? And then the other thing that I was really conscious of, and um, this sort of goes back to What we were just talking about is having spent a lot of time in the music world and around celebrities. I know it's easy to take cheap shots sometimes and say, Oh, well, they just live in this bubble or they don't really know what's going on. But that hasn't been my experience with my clients. I've worked with some just incredibly talented, charismatic people. And if I was going to write a whole book where Mari is being brought into this world, I wanted her to learn something from the people. Like I wanted. Anka and her uh, boyfriend, Dante, who also is a major character in the book, to, to be the kind of people who had lived remarkable lives and who had something they could teach Mari about, you know, how to be kind of exceptional, even in your own way. Oh,
0: well done. Well done. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Sarah Tomlinson. The book is The Last Days of the Midlight Ramblers. And, you know, you are so right that people want to learn about something new. We've kind of been experiencing this with some of our authors lately. Um, Kristen Hanna, the woman, it's about the Vietnam War, women in the Vietnam War, we knew nothing about. This about ghostwriting, Lori and I have been so, so, so curious about this forever. Haven't we, Lori? Yeah.
4: Ari? This yeah.
0: Is just nuts about it and you know because Prince died and he was working with the ghostwriter. you know we wondered about Britney Spears memoir we remember uh, you know this is just something it's just such a perfect book congratulations
4: oh thank you so much that means the world to me and I agree I think there are these um you know, pockets of history that haven't been explored. And, you know, often they have to do with women. Like sometimes women just have not gotten the chance to have their part of history told quite as well as the men have. And so I, I completely agree with you that it's exciting to have this um, start to get spotlighted in a new way in fiction.
1: Do Sarah, can, oh, can you tell us who you've ghostwritten books for? Or is that like that's an NDA and you can't disclose?
4: In most cases, it is an NDA. I can tell you that I've ghostwritten about 21 books, and five of them have been New York Times bestsellers. And I do have a book that I co-wrote, so that's when I get co-writing credit, which is a little bit different, and it's coming out April 9th, and it's with a wonderful actor named Russ Tamblin. He was ripped yes. in the original West Side story, We know and yes. then he was doctor- yeah, of course you know him, um and so he has had just an incredible life he's eighty nine now um he's also the father of Amber Tamblin and the um father in law of David cross, you know, so very very much an entertainment family, but he dropped out of Hollywood at the height of his career and moved to Topanga Canyon and was best friends with Neil Young and Dean stockwell and they were making visual arts and and these little movies and um You know, so much has been written about Laurel Canyon, where Joni Mitchell lives. And I thought that this was another pocket of history that we didn't know so much about. So I had so much fun working with Russ on that. And I'm very excited for him to get his victory lap at 89 and tell his story um, when that comes out in April.
0: That's so cool.
1: Would you be able to be on our show for that book? Because Russ probably wouldn't be, but you could be
4: maybe. Oh, I'd love to. And I think Russ will be doing a lot of press. Um, He's just completely spry and he's um, about to start recording his audio book. So um, he's very vibrant and um, he has an incredible memory of Hollywood history that is just remarkable. So um, I will definitely make sure that we get in touch about that. But he would he would be fun. And either way, we'll we'll definitely come on to talk about it. Oh, that'd be
0: fun. He has a wolf sanctuary here in Minnesota, by the way. He does. Yeah, didn't he up north with Amber Tamlin? Weren't they involved in some wolf sanctuary? Am I wrong? I could be wrong. I, don't know. I could be wrong. Never mind. I, I think, think he would have know. told Sarah. Probably, well, Sarah. I, can, I, just, I was
4: just going to say, it is remarkable. You, you forgot to ask this question. <laughs> no, it's true. You can. Write, I've had this happen. You can write a whole book with someone, and then you'll find out something actually remarkable about them. And you're like, wait, you didn't tell me that. And they're like, Oh, I forgot. And it, you're like, well, well you, you did have 50 other amazing things that you remembered to tell me. So right. fair
0: enough. <laughs> funny, but I think his daughter was involved. I just remember it, but Lori has a question for you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I have
4: a question, Sarah,
1: when, um, Brittany Spears decided to do a book. Um, I, we remember reading that that was like one of the most coveted ghost writing People wanted it, and Sam Lansky ended up doing it, and he did Andre Agassi's Open. And Brittany's book is amazing because it's her voice solidly, you know, the way this story mm-hmm. is told. But uh, is it a competitive uh, process for, like, the bigger the star, the more, you know, people want to go straight, throw their hat
4: in the ring? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, and the thing that's interesting about some of these high-profile memoirs is that they often take a bit of time to come to fruition. I think I'm allowed to say I actually interviewed with Brittany years ago um, when there was a first sort of iteration of that book that was possibly going to happen. And I, I don't believe anything happened at that time. And then um, years later, you know, she ended up putting together a team and publishing at Gallery Books, which is a book uh, publisher that I've done a lot of work with um, over the years who are just incredible. They also published my memoir back in 2015. Um, and, and so it is competitive and it's, it's fascinating because I just was taken out to dinner by the Hollywood reporter and I got to sit down with, um, Neil Strauss and Hillary Lifton oh, who were yeah. some of the like top ghostwriters. And yeah. I had never met them, even oh. though we had, we were sort of laughing over dinner off the record about some of the jobs we had been up for together, you know, against each other. And, you know, we would understand why one person got it over the other. And luckily there's so much work. And I think we all have a lot of respect for each other and for, um, just the fact that it's sort of like dating, like the, the, the celebrity who's called the author in the process while the ghostwriter is called the writer, they really have to have just that like once in a lifetime kind of spark with their collaborator. And so, you know, it, it's just one of those things where you, you do throw your hat in the ring, you hope for the best and, um, sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't. And you always wish people well. And especially after I've been working um, in ghostwriting for 15 years, I know so many of the editors and agents, and I'm just thrilled when they have a success. And I'm just thrilled when people are reading, honestly. You know, if a book like Britney's does well and gets people mm-hmm. to read it or listen to it, I just think that's a win for everyone. You're delightful,
0: Sarah Thomas, and now I want to read your memoir. Um, your late, your first novel on your own is "The Last Days of the Midnight Rambler." Just, we have a couple minutes left, Sarah. Writing for yourself was it freeing? Was it kind of how was that experience for you? Because it, it's you telling your own
4: made up story, but you know it's you. Yes, it was incredibly freeing, and I was really lucky. I you know, always wanted to be a novelist. And of course, when I was younger, I would have loved to have had it happen sooner, right? When we're in our 20s, we yeah. think everything should happen for us right away. But what happened to me was because I had all those years as a music journalist, writing about other people's music and performance. And then I had all those years as a ghostwriter, being of service to people and their stories. It gave me so much discipline. It gave me so much knowledge of um, pacing, stakes, Pay off, you know, things that are really important aspects of books. And so when I sat down to write my own, and mind you, I do have three unpublished novels in a drawer, too. You know, okay, yes. To to it. But when I sat down to write this one, I had all of that experience to right. draw on. And so it went so much more smoothly than it might have, and it allowed me to focus more on the characters, and I think one of you um, commented on, like, just being in the world and feeling so immersed in it, and I, I was really thinking about that, and, like, my love of musicians, say, like, Lucinda Williams or Brian Ferry or Lana Del Rey, who, like, can just bring you into an atmosphere, almost like you're in a movie through their songs, and I really wanted to do that with my writing, and I think because I had a foundation in how books work and how right. storytelling works. It allowed me to focus on the fun stuff, which was the um, the prose and um, and the characters and really trying to put as much energy and love into those as possible. You're
0: lovely. You're just Thank lovely. You. The book is great. Laurie, we have time for one more thing and we got to go. OK, I have to know if The Last Days of the Midnight Ramblers has been
1: optioned by Reese Witherspoon. yet? Yeah.
0: I yeah. hope so. Please. We hope Please so.
4: Call her and tell her. <laughs> I love Reese. I have to say, I also write scripts and I write romantic comedies. And I think Legally Blonde is like the best romantic comedy ever. Um, and, we, you know, we are talking to people about um, hopefully having the book optioned at this point, you know, at this point or at any point that someone would like to do it. Um, so fingers crossed.
0: Okay, thank Sarah, we're crossed. totally keeping your fantastic. direct number.
4: <laughs> we're keeping
0: your direct oh, good, number. Please. <laughs> we're keeping your direct number and congratulations and happy book birthday. Um really quickly though, before we let you go, what what was the last
4: great book that you've read? I think it would be um I have a wonderful writers group in LA, which helps me so much, not just with my own writing, but also just with my morale. You know, it does take a long time to write a book. And so one of the um, writers in my group is a wonderful, um, I think she'd be called a horror writer, but it's more like the type of horror, like Rosemary's Baby, that sort of social satire. So it's not just like haunted house horror. It's more like, ooh, sometimes, you know, human society is a little creepy. And she has a wonderful new book coming out called A Better World. It's also out April 9th. And it's about, I'll just quickly say, it's about a slightly dystopian world where things have gotten just dark enough that the family at the center of the book goes to live in this community owned by a very successful company where they can just basically go behind the walls of this town and have a better life for their children, which is why it's called A Better World. But, of course, not everything is as it seems. And so they start to ask, you know, is, is it worth the cost um, of being here when, of course, we want a safe life for our children, but, you know, can we justify it? So I won't say any more. I don't want to spoil anything, but she's an incredible writer. Um, it's very suspenseful. It's really asking interesting questions about our culture, and um, I, I definitely recommend it highly.
0: Oh, it sounds good. All right. So, and in, in, um, we just have to keep in touch with you. We want you on for your next book. You're wonderful, but we have to go. <laughs> we oh, have to go. God. I know we could talk all day, well, I know. thank you for helping me celebrate. Sarah, the yes. Dude, call me.
4: Call nice me. We'll meeting keep the conversation you. Going. You as well. Have a great day. She
0: was a delight, Sarah Tomlinson, wasn't she, Lori? Oh, and that book is good. Yeah, I know. I'm two it's thirds really through. I couldn't lie. I haven't finished it yet. I, I've been. Oh. I couldn't move That's my already. neck. Hey, I, but the ghost I, I read it
1: for us, and it was uh,
0: <gasps> really enjoyable.
1: And, yes, like Daisy Jones and the Six, it would translate so well to, like, eight or ten episodes. She's interesting,
0: though. She has a story that ghostwriting stuff, we've always wondered about, Laura. That was kind of... 21 it, books. It is.
1: And, you know, Sam Lansky must be one of the top guys because two of the best... Sell- the best memoirs i've ever read is andre Agassi's open and britney spears the woman in me fantastic because he captures it feels like andre's telling you his story oh, yeah that Britney's was a great telling
0: book. you his story that's a real talent it's a, it is and she she's talked about neil strauss remember when we had him on for the game and yes. um what's her name that was married to Nirvana, lived with him forever the yeah, whole, I forgot the, the whole lady. lady yeah, mm-hmm. the whole lady, Courtney Um, Courtney love. love. Yeah. Okay, so we have lost a treasured person in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yes, and um, I went to high school with the Leventhal's, and they own Cecil's Deli right on Cleveland Avenue in St. Paul. And I know Grant used to do a podcast yeah. with Becca Leventhal, Kovaznik.
2: Yeah, not so kosher. She doesn't do it anymore, but we had so much fun with you, that. I know she it. Is, she's a treat.
0: I know it, and they lost their dad. Lori, do you want to tell us his story? Well, yeah, there was a notable
1: obituary in the Star Tribune yesterday. And, um, yeah, it was really, I think one of the quotes, it might have been Becca who said it, but so many regular customers there, by the time you got seated, as soon as he saw you, he would put in your order, you'd have your meal almost. And, like, I know for me, I The Tuna Melt owns my heart at Cecil. Me, it's, it's the Rubin. Mm-hmm. You like the Rubin. Mm-hmm. They have the biggest, most amazing um, Rice Krispie bars you'll ever see. Just mm-hmm. like they're as big as a face. And palachis, um, And there's just a lot of like yummy stuff. But he was just, he and his wife Sheila had a real love story. And they, you know, uh, running the deli for all these years. And I know I, I think he had a stroke in 2020, but he just, he loved working there, loved people. And yeah, it's a, uh, I'm glad that the family's keeping Cecil's going. Cause yes. that is a classic and you can never go wrong with anything from there.
0: No, you can't. So our hearts go out to the whole family. Mm-hmm. And if you've never been to Cecil's deli, you have to go. Yeah, you it's so go. it's right across from St. Catherine's university really off the corner beat about Randolph and Cleveland. Um, so good. It's so so good. Oh, I know it. I'll so. never
2: forget my first time. Becca took me, and I was oh. like, "Where have I been? Why? Where has this been my whole life?" It's just, yeah. I grew up on <laughs> what the did west. Yeah. Well, I had I had a Reuben once, and I've have had many things there, yeah. but I would say yeah. my their soups are fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I grew up on the west side, so I didn't even know about it. And then Becca brought me, and I'm like, oh. My, and it is like a family atmosphere as soon as you walk Mm -hmm. in there. It's unbelievable.
0: It's unbelievable. We're getting some numbers in, you guys, from the Super Bowl. Oh, boy. How big was the Taylor effect? I think it was 123 million. Last year, it was 115 million. So huge, huge,
2: huge numbers. It was the largest watched television program of all time. Isn't that crazy? Whoa, all time. 123 set point seven. Some were debating with it with the moon landing. I know that there was a conversation about that, but it is right. going down as the most watched television most watched program in television history.
0: And and how about the halftime show? It did very well. Very I don't well. know that we have the individual numbers, Lori. But mm, I'll I, I sent him to Grant. I think oh. the Usher halftime show so was he's... just only second to Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah Michael Jackson had 133 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it went Usher, Rihanna, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, Coldplay, Bruno, Coldplay, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, Madonna, and Beyonce. Wow. Wow! It's a lot of people, you know, from the effect, they were talking about how, you know, everyone's streaming and everyone's up. You know, even if we go back to the Grammys, Billy Joel debuted his first new song in, what, 30-something years, Grant?
2: It was 17 years, I believe. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. It was a
0: long time, whatever the number. Yeah. And he's in the hot 100. His new song Turn the Lights Back On is so good.
1: Yes. I thought
0: so. so I, good. we've listened to it Jeff and I a couple times. It's really good. So if you haven't had a chance to hear that, and then the we song ha- I can't
1: stop listening to besides Madonna today is Texas Hold 'em. I'd play a Madonna song then I'd play Beyoncé Texas Hold 'em. Be- Madonna song Texas Hold 'em. Oh, I love album. the start of a song with a
2: banjo. I know. And Julia, I have to correct myself on two things. You were 1,000%. 1993 was uh, River of Dreams. So you're right, 30 years. And yesterday, I made the horrible mistake of saying that he flew to Disney World. It was Disneyland. I know. It was Disneyland. No one wants to listen to me sometimes. You were right. right. So I have to give you the credit. Well,
0: I don't care. But yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Beautiful tickets to the Carol King Show coming up later in our show. Stay with us. It's Lori and Julia and Grant on my talk.